Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football on the pitch, off the pitch. AFCON is well and what is the expression? I just underway. So, did we cover AFCON last weekend? Yeah, we did. Okay, so well, actually, now things are getting really exciting. Yeah, because the the second round of the group stage is uh, done and dusted today. Uh, leaving a lot of doubt. Nobody knows who's going to qualify. It's definitely been a little bit all over the place. Do you even remember the group stage from the last AFCON? No, I don't. But it was easy. It was an easy breeze for Morocco. It wasn't... It was also easy for the other kind of well, that's, candidates. That's or what like I'm good, saying. Because so far out of all the top teams, uh, the favorites, you, you can say the only one that has just kind of performed as expected is Senegal. And Morocco. Well, not Morocco today. tied today. Senegal, yeah, so. Senegal, Senegal is top of the group with six points. They want they want both their games. We still have one more game to play for all the groups. Yeah, that's coming. Um, and then we'll see who makes it to the knockout stages. So, let's start with Morocco. Obviously, oh, disappointing game today. So uh, Morocco had two games so far. Right. So they had a game that. against Tanzania earlier this week, and a game today against DR uh, Congo. So. Uh, they won 3-0 against Tanzania and 1-1 against uh, Congo. First game was really good from Morocco. They managed their time and energy quite well. Unahi has such a fantastic game. Great, great second goal. And also the game was played at 8 p.m. local time. So it wasn't that bad like from a weather standpoint. Second game was not as good, and I blame it on the weather. Uh, to me, it's so harmful for players to play at 2 p.m. under extreme sun and 31 degrees Celsius, 75% humidity. Uh, you would think that with technology in 2024, we would get to a point where the stadiums are fully covered. I don't want the AC to be blasting, but at the same time, playing under the sun in that heat can be it can be good for anyone, right? I, I understand that every country needs to get a chance to organize the AFCON and all these competitions or anything that's related to, the, to its continent, but it just cannot be good for the player's health. Uh, Saez came out saying this after uh, right after the game, saying, I, I know this is related to TV rights because the way it works in the group stage is the first game is at 2 p.m., second game is at 5 p.m., third game is at 8 p.m., all local time. So every kind of three hours. And the problem is, I think there's two issues. So they can't have overlapping games just because of the TV rights. They don't want games to happen at the same time. They want to make money, which is kind of fucked up because they're not thinking about the player's health. But at the same time, in, in Cote d'Ivoire's case specifically, it's the same stadium, right? So I, and, and I was thinking about this. What if the, 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 the supporters who watch the game at 2 p.m. do not want to leave to give their spots for the people who are coming at 5 p.m.? <laughs> it's a bit weird. So you would need to have for every group, i.e. for every city, two good stadiums where the games can happen at the same time, which is very tricky, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing the whole mm-hmm. group... It goes to one single city and because you don't want to like move between cities and right. also shares one stadium. So that makes it a little bit tricky. The problem with a 2 p.m. game, even if you just ignore the, the, the health issues that players might have and we're expecting so much from them, it just the, the game is not fun to watch. It's just sloppy. Everyone's wasting time. And that's what happened in this game uh, with Morocco against DR Congo is constantly wasting time i think they wasted but don't you think crazy don't you think players would even rather play at 11 p.m than 2 p.m yeah but then who's gonna watch right like that's the whole we can watch europe can watch yeah but the the, the competition is not for europe it's for fucking africa right people want people in africa to watch (laughs) 
Oh, also, I was thinking Europe, all want, around the world. Yeah, and also okay, Europe, but though. Europe is the same time zone as Africa. Yeah, Europe is the same time zone. Like, it's so, just, but but if you think about ten, eleven p.m. is not ridiculous. You can have one in four thirty, and then you have one at I don't know seven thirty, and then ten thirty. I think all the games should be at eight p.m., seven p.m. The problem is you need more stadiums. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's but with the countries like with not, not great infrastructure, even what for, can they do? Even for Europe, with European standards, it's very hard to have two good uh, FIFA uh, like recognized stadiums in a single city. It's the not po- the, simple. The, I mean, even around if you circumvent the 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 problem of like TV rights and all that stuff and like having, I just don't think it is. I mean, I'm really sorry to some of these countries. I just don't think it's a good idea to have these types of very intense and very important competitions in countries where there's extreme weather. I just, uh, or not extreme the weather, is, but the uh, problem is unideal weather conditions. Yeah, the sub Saharan Africa is like all like that. Well, then so maybe it's a bit they tricky. shouldn't host. Uh, it's no, no, then I, you I, just limit right. yourself to North Africa and a little bit of like South Africa as well. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's very difficult, but I just don't think that we should expect this from players. Even, or, even if... Or what they do is have some sort of joint bid or something where part, part of it is played in a certain country. Because what I what I do think the problem is what we're running into is the group stage. So what you can do is just have a group stage somewhere else, have a joint bid where it isn't so hot or wet, or where you have more stadiums or whatever it is, right? And then the other, your country like this that has more horrible weather conditions yeah. have like the knockout stages because, because, because you play because one then, game then, per day. Because then they have to fly all across the continent, right? Like the, the, the whole point is that if you want to do a joint bid, they need to be next to each other, but that's not well, you just have to weathers. do it once. You just have to do it once after the group stage. You go into knockout stage. You fly once. The thing is, you would expect like technology to like to solve all these issues. But they don't but the have country, enough money. Well, they don't even have enough money for important stuff like healthcare and all right. this stuff. Let alone to put AC and cover think, the I whole just, like stadium. I said, I just think it's a lot for one country like Cote d'Ivoire to handle to do all of this. And plus, with their hot weather, I just don't think it's feasible. I think a joint bid, I, you, it's the problem with it's just the group stage. Because once you get into knockout, you can play one game per day. It's not it's not as hot anymore. No, I agree. I mean, even at 8 p.m., the humidity is horrible. But, but it's still, not as bad. No, you have the yeah. sun bearing on you, right? Yeah, no, no, I agree. Again, I'm not finding excuses for the Moroccan player. But clearly, players that are used to playing in this weather will do much better, right? Congo, similar weather to... Um, uh, Cote d'Ivoire like all of these sub-Saharan countries that have the kind of the same weather will just do much better right we'll just because that's that's the weather of the country like I don't think I can survive there so I'm watching all these YouTubers and they're all struggling just to watch while watching the game in the in the stadium they're like oh my god it's so hot I just can't stand it anymore you wouldn't be able to stand it so imagine running back and forth so let's go back to the game um I I think Morocco was very good during the first 30 minutes where they scored and had three real chances. They could have knocked it knocked it out of the park. That's the expression. And no, fucking, it's not. What is the expression? Knocked out of the park means like you destroyed. did a great job. Yeah, you destroyed it. They could have destroyed it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm, oh, I thought you meant yeah, you, yeah, yeah. To, to seal the deal, you know? Yeah, they could have, they, they could have, uh, they, they could have sealed the deal. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, exactly. that's what I thought you were going yeah, for. Okay, sure, sure. They could have sealed the deal. Like basically, I mean, now they have to work hard in the third game. Yeah, but fucking in the series missed so many chances oh my god in siri is i'm sorry you we thought before that he was a one-trick pony that could only score with his head now he i think he, even he lost that one trick yeah, that he had yeah it's really bad block like like chances that he could have scored should and, have and, scored. The, and the thing is though like really no 
disrespect to some of these African teams, but he has had to score against harder components, right? But for but for some reason, yeah, it's just that like with him, he's not a sure because, thing. Because Morocco, by the way, I, what I really wanted to say is that especially in the game versus Tanzania, where they did play very well, they won three nil, right? It was very offensive football that I enjoyed to watch that I haven't seen this side of Morocco in a while be- based on the kind of opponents they had to play in the World Cup, right? No, I agree. Right? I agree. So they, 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 they I, tend the, to sit deeper. I, I think they could play that offensive football. It's just today, I really, really think that they were very tight. No, no, I agree. But uh, my point I was getting to my point. So w- my point is that usually, especially when you look at the games they had to play in the World he doesn't get consistent good service like he did in the Tanzania game and in the beginning of this game but the problem is he did get all those opportunities which he missed in today's case every single one of them which is a huge problem I think he had at least three where he could have scored and it was almost one-on-one two-on-one with Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, right with the mm -hmm. goalie like It's, 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 it's like after they missed all those chances, it just went downhill. Especially in the second half, Congo was much better. They were much faster, much faster on counterattacks. Morocco was really slow. That like the play, you could see that they couldn't compete physically. Yeah. And I also think it's it was about managing their energy. And maybe Wally told him this. I think Wally said, "I can't. You you guys don't know what it's like on the pitch. I you gotta go easy on my players." Literally, he said it like that. And I, and I think for Morocco, it was. They did. The stakes were not as high yeah. as for Congo, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. Why am I gonna make myself so tired of this game where I can just get a tie and maybe win the next game? That's at that's at 8 p.m. I always have three points, and they look at all these other shitty teams, Tunisia and all that, that didn't do anything, that didn't play that well. They already have three points in the bag, so they're like, mm, okay, this is not the my this is not my last game, so maybe I could manage it better. And I think that's what they did. And also, they were just so tired. You can tell, like they. It, Every build-up, every like chance they got, it was much slower than the um, than the, the, the than Congo. I mean, other than Amrabat, who was fantastic physically, also Hakimi, fantastic. I think the rest were like really tired. Ziyech didn't have a great game. A lot of things to say about Amala. Should he have played or should he have not played? I don't know. Great game from Agar. Really, Agar really good. A- Re- like he saved us so many times. Um, the left back Shibi was struggling. I don't know, man. Agard, this guy is a right back. I heard you can tell that that experience in the Premier League is helping him. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like he's he's one of those players that I see like he's evolving constantly. That one tackle he made at yeah, the, in so the second good. half. So good. Oh, wow. Even even his headers, right? Like him coming up and like yeah. re- like pushing the ball away. I know uh, like West Ham fans say that oh he doesn't time them well. Like I think they really do complain a lot about him. He's really not that bad. And I think he has he communicates well with other defenders. He coordinates well with Bono. Bono I think he, yeah, Agard is definitely he puts out all their fires. Yeah? The problem that I had with them in this game is that they wouldn't sim- play simple passes. They had to like make it complicated and show off and all of that kind which is it's like the Spanish way. Like, why? Just play fucking simple football. Defensively, I think we looked really strong. The only problem defensively that we have is this guy, Shibi, who is actually a right back. So we have severe problems when it comes to left back. We don't have a left back. All the players that we have are all right backs that play left back. Like, the only one is that that we, that guy, and he's okay, he's injured. Maybe he could have played. I'm not really sure about that. The substitutions that Morocco made were a little bit late, and they didn't make much of a difference. However, the substitution that Congo made were, had a much better impact yeah, because they, sure. those players assisted the and scored. And they assisted and scored, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of them. So overall, I think it's a good result. They have two points. They have four points already, I'm sorry. 
last game will be played at 8 p.m. against Zambia, who uh, lost or tied today to Tanzania. So that result is actually good for us. I think overall, it was not what I expected, but I completely understand. I'm not like really upset at the players. I just yeah. don't understand. The Moroccan crowd is really, really tough on them. Like, it's just crazy because I just put myself in their shoes and there's no way, like, you perform really well in that. Like, it's not a fair comparison. And it's really not fair because they're like, well, Congo has the same weather. Why don't they complain? Well, dude, a lot of them were probably weren't born there. They're used to it. Like, there's something called evolution. Like, people are, like, adapted to different environments. You were born there. Like, I don't understand. No, they also had way more on the line. If they had lost this game... That's it. it would be qualification is yeah, it would be very difficult, very exactly. very difficult. Like I think exactly. it's also this this best of three makes makes people a bit sloppy, right? It's just, it's just a little bit. It gets a bit Honestly, trickier. I don't think Morocco had a bad game. If anything, I hate to put this on individual players. I think in Syria had a horrible game, yeah. which means that you couldn't capitalize on your lead. If you had just dude, once they missed the penalty, you should have scored right away. Exactly, you could have put it in the bag. By scoring the one or two, and some of the 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 assistance, some of the service that he got, they were really good passes. Yeah, some of the really things from Ziyech, from yeah. and all these players, they were really good. I'm so sorry. I felt really bad. He was so wasteful because a lot of the other teams, that's where you want to see the difference because there are other teams that play not so great, right? Because like for example, Egypt, right? Like or Algeria, they can have some build up, they can get there, but in the final third, they can't finish. Yeah. And you would think that that's the difference between a top team and a so the, the problem is mediocre has, one. The problem is with, with with Morocco right now, and when you think about their squad compared to the World Cup, is that they actually have a, more more squad depth. He could have oh, put this Belgian. Yeah, they could the, have put this Belgian player. Tisudeli, who probably would have done a better job. Uh, uh, when I was watching that first game, I was like, oh, look. Uh, by the way, in that game against Tanzania, I was so impressed by the attacking players, minus and Siri. Uh, so so, so he, had, he had Ziyech, he had uh, Unahi and Abde, right, behind and Siri. All three of them, well, obviously, especially Ziyech, but all three of them had a fantastic game. Unahi scored a fantastic goal. Abde... Didn't score, but he was very crucial. I He didn't make much of a difference, but today but you know it's a d- different kind of situation very impressed by all of them um and then i realized like in the second half like he, he was making substitutions it's like oh and then i mean harry comes on adley comes on Buffal comes on you're like wow that fucking squad yeah death. and and the problem is people are complaining saying oh my god why didn't he put all these players before like in in in, the, in this game he did he, the substitution were a bit late and also he didn't put everyone and i'm like okay some of these players have never played in the afghan like i really think that Walid is someone who just believes in winning. He doesn't care about performance as much as winning. He said that multiple times. So to him, he's managing all these performances and he's managing their energy. And I honestly think it's... it's There are... I'm, I'm not saying this about Morocco. Regardless of what happens, they probably have one of the best teams of, of the of the tournament. On paper, yeah. On paper. No, even when you watch them play. Yeah, if they yeah, have yeah. All the, So far. If, the, if, you have, if they have all like like decent conditions, they will play really well. The only other team that's decently good is Senegal. Yeah. Literally. Like the rest Agreed. is really bad. So we can talk a little bit about these mm-hmm. disappointing Arab countries. Egypt's two tight games against Mozambique and Ghana this week. And Ghana has a horrendous defense. So their inability to score against Ghana is like flabbergasting to me. But anyways, Algeria, same story. It's a better team for sure. But the problem with Algeria is that they their coach is playing with the same team that won in 2019 and he doesn't want to put in the young Mm. The, the, the young people 
And when he made the substitution in the most recent game and put in all these young people, they played way better. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, like Mahrez is getting so much hate because he's not playing really well. So they had two tight games against Burkina Faso and uh, the other one, what was it against? Angola, right? And their tie against Burkina Faso came at the last minute, 94 yeah, minutes. They had to work right? hard so, for those. Exactly. For so those now tries. they're ranked third. Tunisia, honestly, I think they should be knocked out. And they will be knocked out, right? Because they lost a game, tied the game, right? Barely. They're ranked third right now. And they're playing South Africa in the last game. South Africa just won 4-0. Mm -hmm. So it just makes their, like, it makes everything way too complicated and, they, and, for and, them. And, and now South Africa has gotten themselves a bigger goal difference, right? Yeah, and the South Africa is way better than Tunisia. I'm sorry. Like, they're in, they were, they're in the same group as uh, Morocco, the one to qualify to the AFCON. So they're way better. Mauritania probably gone after losing 2-3 to Angola. Cap Verde. Good job, man, Cap Verde. Ugh. What a dark horse. Where'd they come a from? Amazing goal. Amazing team. They're already qualified top of the group. The only team. Like, even Senegal's not qualified top of the group. We don't know yet. Nigeria beat Hotz Ivory Coast 1-0, but Equatorial Guinea actually is first in that group, funnily enough. It's just... And, and the, the, the other results, the Senegal's crushing it with six points after beating Cameroon 3-1. <laughs> Cameroon. Can, can we talk about Onana really quick? Okay. I, I, I mean, any opportunity to talk about Onana's fails. Onana has become the first goalkeeper in the top five leagues to concede 50 goals in all competitive matches this, this season. In this game, he made zero saves. So great job, Onana, from coming all the way to from Old Trafford in Manchester to come here and do nothing. And by the way, if obviously, if Cameroon doesn't make it past, he will have missed no games. No, and right? also, yeah, he will have missed no games. And apparently, um, Manchester United paid like spent a hundred k on his trip. They they like, oh really yeah some like, crazy amount, right? Because I think the 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 private plane they hired is twelve thousand or ten thousand per hour or like some some number like that. But it's it's in that ballpark. The Athletic re reported this. So for him to come and actually not play the first game, and he was very disappointed that he wasn't part of the first game. And I'm like, dude, you just arrived at like 6 a.m. So how are you going to play a game in like at noon or whenever they play? So it's a whole shit show. And it makes me sad because Bono is fucking playing in Saudi and he made a very important save today. Mm -hmm. Even the penalty, I really, he's, mm -hmm. he, he knows how to make himself feel like himself big. bigger, big. And it's very important. When you compare him to fucking Onana, like, why? Why why does Manchester United need him this much? The guy sucks. I'm sorry. Like, you, how many chances is he going to get? From all that I've seen, I'm so sorry. You're just not a good enough goalie. And I can't keep hearing excuses about, well, you know, it's nerves. He's having a slump. But, well, then if you have such a long slump, you're not good enough to play for Manchester United. You're not good enough to get all the hype and the value that people have assigned to you, right? And another another goalie that, uh, that they, they snubbed uh, fucking, it's not Bono for Kepa, and look at Kepa today. Oh, wow, wow. The what, how vindicated do I feel? Because I never thought Kepa was a good goalie. I didn't understand his move at all. It just seems stupid. Um, and now, how does it feel to be not even the second? I mean, because Lunin, Lunin is a good, is a better goalie, but he's not great either. Honestly, ugh, Madrid is a whole different story. But anyway, I'm just happy that Onana is not performing well because all this kerfuffle about between United and, and, and Cameroon, I just thought was such a joke. Now, clearly, it's not working out, and it's yeah. actually really funny to me. But uh, I haven't... To be honest, I haven't really watched Senegal's any any of their games uh, in entirety. Their game. good. But good. but I do I do get a sense that like Koulibaly, he's the captain, right? Yeah, no, he he's, he, he's a very good he's, presence on the pitch. Uh, I think the coach, right, right. He says very good. Like um, they have stability with the coach. You but, know, they reach two finals. 
So they ah, okay. 2019 so, it was their final against Algeria. And then they, they lost won it. the most recent In 2021 one. they won it. Yeah, and I and I do think the play the, the the they have quality in their players and they play well together and and I think they have a good rapport and Senegal. Yeah, I th- I from so far they are favorites, but you never know with this kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. They yeah, can yeah. they can yeah. easily be knocked out and but I I actually I really like Koulibaly. It's, I it's a shame that it didn't work out for for him at Chelsea, right? Yeah. No, I I it's very hard to predict. What and then I forgot do. about Mendy. <laughs> Because yeah, he, he kind of like disappeared yeah. in Chelsea and then went to Which Saudi. Is kind of, honestly, it's it's disappointing because Mendy, I think he's a good goalie. Yeah. But I don't know why. Like a city, uh, Chelsea fucked him. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah he was Chelsea. he was good. But, you know, Chelsea fucks, fucks everyone. Anyways, the AFCON is not as fun to watch because of the weather condition, I, I think. Oh, and also sometimes. The group, and also the group stage is a bit tricky because it's kind of like... People conservative, don't wanna, right? Yeah, it's conservative. You're like, okay, I don't want to waste all my energy. It doesn't matter if you call for nine points. Nobody cares, right? You just need to think, oh, do I want to qualify first or second? Like, right? it do is I want to say in my city or not say in my city? Maybe you want to qualify. I don't know. It's like it's like this whole game. Like, okay, Morocco in the Afghan in the World Cup. I'm sorry, they were like, okay, we really should qualify second because we don't want to play Spain. And then they get first, and they actually end up playing Spain because of all the stuff that Japan and all that stuff did. It's true. For example, even Egypt, Ghana, right? There were four goals in that game, but I felt bored most of the time. Like, especially the first half, it was such a bore. Like, the total combined XG was probably like 0.05. Like, yeah. there was just nothing going on. But it's open games, though. I like, agree. It's not, they're not as defensive, and I think it's just because they can't press constantly because of the weather again. Salah now is injured though, so if There's if a lot of kerfuffle around, if Egypt qualifies to the knockout stage, he would be missing the round of sixteen, like at least. So there is talks that he's gonna go. I think maybe the federation actually said this that after the game tomorrow, he's gonna leave and go. He's already at Liverpool. Oh, he was already mm-hmm. at Liverpool. Okay, so he's gonna go to Liverpool until and, he recovers. Until he recovers and then come back right before the semifinal if Egypt makes it to the semifinal. Yeah, yeah. So. But anyways, it's just. It's hard to predict, but we'll keep track of the Yeah, AFCON. yeah, we'll see how, how it goes. Um, so, outside of the AFCON, game of the week was Atleti- Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid in a 4-2 game where Atle- Atleti knocks Real Madrid out of the Copa del Rey. Yay! Whereas Barcelona is still in it, so woohoo, I guess. Um, what a game. Uh, Griezmann's goal was fantastic. Came in injury time, so they played an extra time for this game, right? They, they should they should have a statue for Griezmann in. Oh yeah, in so so this game was the the game where they kind of congratulated him and, and posed and all this stuff for breaking the record for uh, highest scorer for Atleti, I mm-hmm. think, like 174 goals, something like that. Uh, so so great way to celebrate that as well. Um, this game though, it I think people were kind of upset about saying, oh, well, you know, Vinicius Jr. is still very inconsistent because he had a great, he had, well, I wouldn't say amazing game against Barcelona, but he did score a hat-trick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but here he was, you know, below average. Um, I have to say, I think some of it is also partially due to the fact that I think Vinicius is a little bit too focused on some of the things that happens off the pitch. And it's distracting him a little bit from what he's supposed to be doing, which is scoring goals and assisting and playing, right? Like, because we get that you do have to go through a lot of stuff as a player. We get that it must be hard if you have to deal with a lot of the racist stuff. Right, exactly. But there are a lot of... There are a lot of minority players that have to also go through a lot of the same things, right? But why focus on it constantly? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like you're always talking about it, which is... Good to wear, raise awareness, but at the same time, I think it's taking away from your performance, which is a problem. Today, Madrid beat, barely beat Al, um, so, Almeria. So in the span of, I don't know, four days, they conceded how many goals? Six goals? That's, that's a problem. Six goals, right. Yeah. And 
And the thing is, Vinicius Jr., again, I do not, I did not think he had a good game. Madrid was saved by moments of magic from people like, well, obviously Bellingham was out of this world. Uh, I think Nacho scored that winning goal. Mm-hmm, it was Nacho, mm-hmm. right? Who, by the way, the second goal of the Al- Almeria's goal was his mistake because he had a loose well, pass. You're, you're saying the second, uh, Nacho scored the, the winning goal of against Almeria? Yeah. No, no, no. no I think Carvajal. it was Carvajal. Carvajal, never yeah, it was, mind. It I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It such a, like, you cannot make that shit up. Last minute. I, I'm, Last Same minute, like he had to take off his shirt. Everyone, it's it's, it's Bellingham, Same, obviously. Bellingham, yeah, passed. assist, right? Same exact scoreline yeah. as as against uh, Barcelona. So this team almost tied or beat or whatever the Madrid yeah. and Barcelona, um, and this game was at home for Madrid. Was yeah. that at home for Barcelona? I don't remember. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't right. think so. So this was at the Bernabeu. But, the, oh, my God. I mean, most of the time, I don't like to hear about, like, oh, the refs are biased. But I'm so sorry. Yeah, the ref was so In biased. In this game, it was like, come on. I you thought guys, it was Barcelona you, that bought all the refs. No, well, Madrid bought them all, all of them as well. Like, the decision on the Almeria's disallowed goal, because they could have gone 3-1 up, but it was disallowed because a couple passes ago, there was a supposed foul on Bellingham I didn't see it at all Uh, and then obviously the penalty that was given to Madrid that basically opened the scoring you know progression for Madrid uh, was a very debatable penalty they were nice goals from Almeria oh my god that second was a howler Mm. it was a fantastic goal I felt so bad for them it's like deja vu all over again they could have and and the thing is what what a story it would have been to win the only game of your season against real madrid they they haven't won yet a single game yet a single game too bad too bad um fucking carvajal i know no but i'm sorry the refs just this game was too much like it was hard to swallow but i guess they're top of the league now Wait, no, that was before Hirona played. Yeah, no, Hirona played. Oh, okay, never mind. So after Hirona's game, they are top of the table, but Madrid has a game in hand. And Barcelona win today against Bet- Betis 4-2, uh, which puts them third, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like at this point, nobody cares what Barcelona does. I don't think they're going to win the... You were the... still cheering when they won. Yeah, they but they're back. not going to win La Liga. Like, that's like... I, I lost hope. Also, can we, can, we, can we stop with this uh, Yamina Mal thing? Like, I'm sorry. Why, based on this one game, you think he's going to win the Ballon d'Or in two years? Who said that? People on Twitter. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. I, I don't understand. Where's this come from? Like I'm so sorry. He, like he, 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 I know he should be a, a, a player that maybe you would support because he's, he's, he plays for Barcelona. And then, although he didn't choose Morocco, so maybe you shouldn't nah, support man. him. Nobody's supporting him anymore from Morocco. I don't get it. God, yeah. a kid has one decent game and then you're like, he's going to win the Ballon d'Or in two years. How no, many people have not, you said that he's, about? He's not great. He's not great. He's, he's, he's okay. I mean, then again, he's 16 or 17, whatever it is. So it's Like half of the other Barcelona players. Yeah, so just fucking new central back that I've never <laughs> yeah, seen. Yeah, exactly. Well. He's also going to win a Ballon d'Or. Did yeah. you hear? <laughs> we had a good performance though today. So what do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Barcelona is Barcelona. It's just all their performances are not convincing. So uh, moving on. I want to talk about Henderson leaving okay. Saudi. Okay, this is this came as a surprise to me. Uh, Jordan Henderson leaves Al Ittifak after only 17 appearances. Uh, he had signed a three-year deal in July. Is it true he wasn't paid? Yeah, there's some sort of he didn't want to get paid for tax purposes. I have no idea. It's just a little bit weird because okay. he would receive it now and and but he hadn't done a full year in Saudi. So maybe the tax year would count in Netherlands or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Anyway, so he's going to Ajax and he's going to get paid 120k pounds a week. So the Athletic had 
they 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 had thought that he was getting paid 700k a week uh, pounds a week in saudi but he said no it's all really weird right i feel like it was some sort of extreme poor decision making yeah he didn't make any of the money alienated a lot of people with respect to lgbtq plus rights has to do an interview he chose to do a mm-hmm. fucking interview mm-hmm. with the athletic a detailed one where he that got was a, asked a lot of grueling, yeah where he was asked grueling questions and like putting put himself in in like difficult position and he's saying how much he he believed in the saudi league project and in the saudi league overall i'm like okay sure and the Athletic now has a detailed article discussing why he left. They're unsure. So they're basically just making assumptions or saying, oh, we think he left for this reason and that reason. Mm-hmm. But the, the gist of it is his family couldn't adapt to a new place. He didn't like the weather. Like all of them, things that could have been predicted. Like it's not crazy. Apparently, he's not even living in the club city. It's called uh, the club city. I think um, it's called Damam. Mm-hmm. But he's living in Bahrain, in Manama. Yeah, Manama is the capital of Bahrain. Wait, he's not not just a city. He's living in a different country. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the people who work in Zurich but live in France Mm. because Zurich is too expensive Mm -hmm. or in Switzerland. So it's kind of like... So it's a 75-minute drive from Altifak. Or like like the Sweden-Norway thing or like some of the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, but specifically France and Zurich. A lot of people do it. France and Switzerland. So it's a 75-minute drive from Altifak training headquarters, Manama. So he didn't like the weather. And specifically the attendance. So apparently, the attendance for some home games dropped below 1,000. So he would play, for a specific game, he was playing in front of 696 people. That's, that's horrible, right? Like, imagine you're going from playing in front of all those crazy Liverpool fans to playing in front of 700 people. <laughs> that's, that's really sad. It's, it's, it's fewer. It's like not even, the, not even League 2. It's lower. It's a National League, maybe. So why, 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 why is that the case? I don't know, man. It's not that great of a, a team, team, right? It's Apparently, this Damam is the fourth uh, most popular city in Saudi. Okay. I didn't know it. I've just heard of it. And now, like the, the, the whole stadium, the capacity is 26,000. So it's not crazy either. And also, they're 28 points from the leader, Al-Hilal. So maybe people don't no, want to go the, watch them lose. I, I get that. But I think it's not, just the, it's not the size of the stadium. Because if the stadium of 26,000 were maybe full... Maybe the culture's not there. Maybe yeah. the and, and in any case, yeah, but you in know, any case, couldn't also, you okay? Couldn't you have gone online and looked at the attendance in yeah. the past also, fucking ten years? I'm so sorry, Jordan Henderson. You're not like a Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, right? Like, Doesn't matter what team you go to, I, people I will know. come and watch you. Was he seeking attention? I don't understand this whole. Like, what was, ha- that's why you think he really just went for the money. Yeah, but so, clearly he didn't get the money, right? Like right. you have to stick it out. And, and shut the fuck up for a long period. And even if it's your family, then ask your family to go back to live in England and then you stay there and make some money, right? You've already made the commitments. Made yourself look bad or look good or in any case, people, like now there, there's, people feel like not everyone likes you. Like some people like you and some people don't like you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. because you sacrificed all this stuff, might as well get some money out of it. Right, well, yeah. you're so not. What, what did you damage your reputation for exactly? I don't know. So the, 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 bigger, the bigger problem as well is that Ajax was not doing well this year. So apparently he had interest from Juventus and all this stuff. But Ajax is fifth this year, I checked, which is also weird. Uh, but apparently Henderson is earning 50K more than per week than the next highest earner in Ajax. So that must feel weird, right? 50K is a decent amount. So that's, that, that will probably, it could cause some issues in the locker room. I don't know. 
I don't know. Ajax is still a good team overall. Not it's a, recently. Also, it's also a long contract for someone like him and his age and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like three years in Saudi is not crazy, right? If you're making a shitload of money, and like, how come all those players are able to like suck it up and you're not? Well, first of all, some of them are Muslim and or Arab, so it's a bit different. Yeah, for true. the ones for the ones who are not. I never understood his move though. Yeah, for those for the ones who are not. And also, why are you defending it so? I'm sorry, but why are you defending it? Like, he was defending Saudi a lot, right? And having to explain himself. You don't need to explain yourself. No, 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 I get it. I think he just made some mistakes. He didn't think about it clearly enough. Now he's regretting certain things. And now he doesn't want to live with his decision. So he was try- he tried to find a, way, find a way to get out of it, which he did. But I do agree. with the, the, like, the Muslim players have a, an easier time adapting. I just think that well, this... Of course. My, my whole point of this whole speech is that they could he could have predicted all this stuff like this yeah. is nothing yeah. nothing crazy you, you, you're not you're not cristiano ronaldo you're not gonna yeah. go you're not gonna go to saudi arabia have your stadiums packed because people want to watch you because you're ronaldo and also have so much fanfare and people around you that you get everything taken care of in terms of you get players to come after you like you start this whole exodus right exactly so unless you're that kind of caliber of a player I'm sorry, you're not going to get... Uh, and, and as good as he was at his peak, he wasn't the best of the best. Unless unless some major issue happened with him, like some fight maybe, or some argument. Maybe. I think that's the only thing that would explain maybe. it. But all these reasons that the Athletic like said they or they think it, it's what happened don't really make sense to me. But then again, I think that... I'm thinking that Henderson is a very logical person. He, he, mi- he might just come out and do another review. So... We, we can look forward to wow. that. Okay, so much drama. <laughs> look forward to the, that interview part two where he leaves Saudi Arabia. Okay, so final piece of news is that Manchester City's ex-chief football operations officer, Omar Barada, resigns to become new CEO of Manchester United. This move was led by, is it Ineos? Is that how yeah, they say it? I think so, yeah. Ineos and, and Ratcliffe. It's the one just, that owns Nice, right? Or at right. least it's, they're on the Nice uh, jersey. Oh, on the, on the I thing. I think so. And so basically, it was a move driven by the new partial owners, right, Ratcliffe? Mm-hmm. And by the way, apparently, they can still push him out at any time. The Glazers can still push him out anytime they want. Push who? Ratcliffe out. Oh, really? So if Ratcliffe... Maybe the agreement. It's in the agreement. So if he, if he does some good in United, and then the Glazers decide, actually, you know, you did the good, you did the hard work, now we're going to kick you out, they can do it. Well, then they have to buy his, his, his shares. Yeah, but like, you know. Anyway, uh, so... For him, Omar Barada himself, I think it's a pretty good deal. I mean, like you don't have to move anywhere. You're staying in the same city. You're getting a you, nice salary. Right. You're getting a probably a huge salary bump, although I don't know. I feel like Citigroup could offer you more considering their owners. Uh, but you're you have a promotion, right? You went from chief it's football weird, operations right? officer to maybe, now CEO. Maybe, maybe. I don't think it's about money, right? Because that's I'm what I'm sure saying. you could have asked them, okay, oh, because you pay me more? City would probably be able to pay them more. Or maybe he needs a challenge. Yeah, I don't United know. Definitely I don't know. Like the fans online seem to think he's jumping ship because it's an indication of City's guilt of, you know, those 115 charges that other fans won't stop, shut up about. Yeah. Uh, so it could be possible, but he's been there for a while, right? He had been at City for, I think, at least more than 10 years. He's been at City since 2011. Okay, yeah, so more than mm. 10 years. The current CEO right now, I think, is Pep's best friend or something. Ferran Soriano. Okay. Yeah, so because they were at Barcelona. Omar Barada mm-hmm, was at Barcelona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's a French, na- French Moroccan. Now that you say it, do, I do also remember him from the documentary. I, do, I remember him clearly because yeah, I, I saw him yeah, in the yeah. documentary, the Amazon Prime one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way this guy is not Moroccan because the name is obviously Moroccan. So I realized that he's French Moroccan. Apparently, uh, was born in, in, in France, 
went all the way to live in the U.S. for a little bit, dropped out of college in the U.S., mm. and then came to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to go back to Europe, mm. right? And, he, and then he, like, find, somehow found his way to work at Barcelona, and then that's how he met everyone. He speaks four languages, Catalan, English, French, and Spanish. I mean, you saw him, right, in the, in the documentary, speaking everything, and he seems like a competent dude. He didn't speak Arabic, though. I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, so I, I went. It's not on his LinkedIn. So I went on his LinkedIn and sent him a, four languages. Yeah, and I sent him a, an invitation. Did he accept? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, saying. now he's a big shot. He's CEO of Manchester United. He's not gonna. He's he was CEO of Citigroup. Not uh, CEO. CFOO. No, he was COO. He was COO yeah, of Manchester City. Yeah, but it's City. chief football operations, so it's CFOO. Oh, it is? <laughs> yes. No. It is, is specifically. There, is there C, is a COO position? I have no idea. But it's, he's called the CFOO. Okay, uh, but he is COO of Manchester City, or he was. Yeah. So he was already a kind of a big deal, right? But now, now it's CEO. So CEO ain't got time for you. CEO, maybe. I mean, okay. COO, Look, maybe. So clearly the guy had a positive impact in City. Nobody can deny that the club is really well run. They're winning trophies, trophies, making really good money on transfers, and also probably making money on the stadiums, like the stadiums but are renovated all you nice. But I'm you need the whole infrastructure to work with you to be able yeah, to make it. it's all about management, honestly. Because the Maybe. manager, it's like it's running a business. You have so much control as a manager. <laughs> well, we'll see how he does it in the United with the Glazers. What, he's going to be the one, to, his first decision? Fire Onana. I, I was going to say that. <laughs> He's gonna be like, mm, I'm gonna keep Amrabat. He's Moroccan. I'm Moroccan. You definitely say Let's get Amrabat. Bono in here. Yeah, let's get Bono. Bono, come from. Let's uh, get Walid in here as well. And <laughs> While I, we're at it. Walid, Manchester United coach. Everyone's criticizing poor Walid. He wouldn't, he wouldn't last a week. No, no, he's tough. Walid is tough. I think he, he would do better than. T- they're, they're all baldies. He <laughs> gotta That's love true. his baldies. All the fucking coaches are baldies. He's baldy too, no? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, Omar is a boldy too. Yes, incorrect. Uh, the Klopp is, is one of the few that's left. <laughs> yeah, Klopp is, is and a, a Arteta, good-looking guy. Arteta has a good head of hair, but he's still young. So once he gets to that oh. age, no more hair for him. Anyways, apparently nobody has been able to save United for in years and years. They've had so many people come and go. Maybe it's going to be this guy. It's a Moroccan that's going to save them. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.